Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Congratulations to the Phillies who become the last and the last entrant into the Major League Baseball postseason bracket. We don't have our matchups yet because we don't know exactly how uh, things will play out with the NL East and then uh, some of the other standings. However, we know the Phillies are in, which gives us three teams from the NL East. We know that we've got three teams from the AL East as well. So how about that? People accuse... Uh, a lot of times accuse national media of being of being affected by an East Coast bias. People don't say that to me anymore because it's ridiculous. So I laugh, actually. Uh, I work really hard at making sure that we cover all the storylines around the country. And uh, I might actually say that we have a West Coast bias more than we have an East Coast bias <laughs> because of when we start and the games that are just wrapping up when we get on the air. But regardless, uh, there will be an East Coast slant to the upcoming playoffs because there are six teams from the East divisions between the AL and the NL, at least for the first weekend. Once that weekend is over, then, of course, we get to the standard format, which is divisional series and on into the final four, the championship series. And producer Jay was looking at the schedule a little while ago and noticed that if the World Series goes to a game seven that it will run into what is the second week of november first week of november first week of november so game four which will be in november so game four is guaranteed to be november 1st we could have snow we we could have snow yeah that possible i would totally take that baseball in the snow let's go remember a few years ago they actually had to postpone gosh this would have been maybe eight or nine uh 2008 or nine so it was more than a few years ago they had to postpone a game because it was snowing it was in November, and it was in a place where it was snowing, so they postponed a World Series game for that reason. Yeah, I feel like I remember that. The Mets, I feel like, just from being a Mets fan and watching, always, I feel like, have their April trip in Colorado and Denver, and it's oh, at least one, <laughs> like once every three years they get snowed out. It's always funny to see a baseball game get snowed out. I think if I can uh, like run through, well, we don't know for sure because we have no idea where the games would be. But let's just say for the sake of argument that the Yankees were hosting a World Series game. Not saying they're going to. That's not a prediction. But if they did, there's a chance there could be a random snow event in November. How about Cleveland? Oh, definitely Cleveland. That would be amazing. Let's do it. Let's have a snow snow game in the World Series in Cleveland. I was there for the Midge game going back. Remember Jabba Chamberlain and the, the Midges? I was there for, I was actually in the stadium for that playoff game, the Midge game. 
That was pretty crazy. It's one of my claims to fame when it comes to Cleveland sports. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Do you need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket Cam. So you can find us on Twitter, After Hours CBS. We're going to reveal your candidates for TD of the Week coming up before this half hour is done. And we're also going to do uh, an extended version, eh, extended version. We're going to do a version of QB News, which is heavy on the NFC South. So Tom Brady doing his Monday appearance on Sirius XM NFL Radio and Mad Dog Radio with his Let's Go podcast, which actually one of the features that I appreciate about having the Sirius XM app is that you can get some of these podcasts on demand. So kind of like you guys listen to our our podcast on demand whenever it fits your schedule. Uh, you can actually get the Tom Brady conversation with Jim Gray. Just that. Not the whole podcast. But the, the package deal with Brady and Jim Gray. And it's, what, 20 minutes every Monday. They post it. And it's really easy. I go back and listen to it in its entirety uh, when I'm doing work on Tuesday usually. So we've got Tom Brady and his comments on... Well, the Bucks struggles offensively, as well as losing to the Chiefs on Sunday night. And the fact that they had three, three rushing yards, that was it. Uh, and then also in the NFC South, Matt Rule answering questions about whether or not he's going to make a quarterback change. Is Baker Mayfield the right guy for the job? Don't really care. <laughs> he's such a liar. Uh, and then also uh, Nathaniel Hackett. No, not Nathaniel Hackett. Sorry, that's not who I'm thinking of. Uh, thinking of Mike McDaniel. We'll let you hear his comments about Tua and the fact that he's been ruled out for week five. Uh, plus, there was a battle in the NFC West on uh, Monday night. My days all blur together. So we'll get to all of the QB news coming up. Uh, at the bottom of the hour, following the update, and as I say, your candidates for TD of the week, which were not easy to narrow down, any easier than it is to come up with or four candidates for the, the, the teams that should be most mortified on Monday. I'm going to retweet the poll just so if you haven't cast your ballot, you can. Uh, it's only got a few minutes left, so about 15 minutes to go. But more importantly, if you did already cast your ballot, you can see the results uh, they'll now be on the top of your newsfeed. So pretty healthy competition. And if one guy said to me, there should be many more teams listed. Well, yes, um, but the Twitter poll only allows us four candidates. People get so upset about these Twitter polls, not recognizing that we can only use four options at, at any point. Any poll, four options. That's it. Let's just rewrite the code real quick. Yeah. And and now that Elon Musk backed out, I can't petition for them to include <laughs> to include more teams. Uh, also in sports, Ben Simmons makes his debut with the Brooklyn Nets. Producer Jay, how do you feel about that? Love it. All about it. Really? Okay. I think he's in for a really good year. Yeah, he says that he feels great. Uh, he dealt with not just the mental health concerns that go back to his days with the Phillies, uh, Phillies, oh my gosh, with the Sixers, sorry, we are just talking about Phillies baseball, uh, but he also had off-season back surgery, and who knows if it was the mental health of the back that kept him off the court in the postseason last year uh, when the Nets were getting swept by the Celtics, but he says he feels amazing now, that's the word that Simmons used, amazing, he played in Monday's preseason loss to the Sixers, haha, he had six, but I mean, scheduling gods are doing this on purpose, 
Although the Nets and the Sixers play each other a lot, so it's an easy matchup. Six points, five assists, four rebounds, which is pretty standard for Ben Simmons' stat line. That's what he does. He fills up a stat sheet. He has the most atypical triple doubles, uh, but they're pretty common with him. Um, double doubles as well. So that happened we'll in get basketball. Get this party started. Yeah, right. Let's get this party started. I'm so not interested in either hoops or hockey right now, but it's coming. Jay actually told me, I did not realize this, but the puck drops on the NHL regular season on October 11th. You guys, that's a week away. Yeah, there's been teams that have played four or five preseason games already, just kind of under the radar, but it's here. The NHL is here. How excited are you? Oh, I mean, I had my fantasy hockey draft last oh, night. No, it was no. <laughs> pretty exciting. Jay is in like seven different fantasy leagues. Seven. Well, just the one. One baseball. One. I just do every sport. Fantasy, Don't tell me one football because that's not true. Two footballs. Two footballs. Footballs. Two footballs. Two footballs. <laughs> two footballs. <laughs> okay. And then now hockey. Now hockey. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty close to seven. Yeah, it's up there. I got a basketball one. I think next week is on basketball draft. So that's sneaking up. I, I don't even know how you keep up with all that stuff. I can't. I just can't. I can barely keep up with my own fantasy team and my survivor pool, which, by the way, I'm still alive. Will you check? Actually, I could check. No, I'm not logged in here, so I can't check. Can you check and see how many peeps are left on Survivor Island? So I checked the one island. I'm not sure. Not the one that you're on. The other island. Oh, you just ditched my island? No, I just had, didn't get to that one. I had the other you one up. You swam to the other island? There was uh, three people left. On the other island? On the other island, right. So there was Whoa. six going into this week, and a couple of them had picked, um, oh, I forgot who they picked, but they lost. They lost. So there's three people left, and I got to check your island. Well, you're still alive. So I'm thinking right now there's only about 10 people, maybe less Well, left. so it's interesting that you say that because there was one guy who sent me a tweet saying that there were only seven people left, but I don't know when he was looking. If he was looking prior to Monday Night Football, it could have been... I don't know why you would have picked this game, yeah. but it, it, if it was prior to Monday Night Football, it could have been the same island you're talking about or it could have been my island. I'm thinking that's your island because the one I saw, I checked yesterday, and there was already only three people left, and no one had picked the Monday game. Oh, okay. So, so three people on that one. Three, three people survived that's the it. first month? That's it. Holy cow. And he said there were seven on the other island or a island. That okay. sounds weird. So An 10. island. So roughly. And 10. you're in there. I am barely. I, I don't as know in about that. Barely. Oh yeah, no. The Rams nearly saw a, a crazy upset. But was it the Falcons a couple weeks ago that the Rams right. nearly saw come all the way back? Um, and then the Packers had to go into overtime to beat the Patriots. So uh, I've had a couple of pretty close calls. Um, obviously, our office pool were out because we picked Cleveland a couple weeks ago and they lost we to the Jets. We got we got brown nosed for sure. All right, it's after hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. I just want to spend a couple minutes here on, I believe, a headline and a story that should get a lot of attention. I don't know if it will. I certainly understand the time of year that we're in, and I also believe that sometimes we as humans we tend to ignore those stories or those topics that make us uncomfortable. 
And this is one of those. It makes me uncomfortable. And I'm a female who played sports for a long time. I'm a female who works in sports. But there has been this independent investigation into player abuse in women's pro soccer. And the investigation actually just wrapped up and they completed um, you know, they completed their report and released it on Monday. And according to the report, the league, the National Women's Soccer League, NWSL, the league has failed its players over and over again. This is not a new narrative. We heard very similar accusations and conclusions about women's gymnastics, right? Going back to USA Gymnastics and and Larry Nasser and not just Nasser, but the years of abuse of those young girls, in some cases, preteens on into their teenage years, suffering not just sexual abuse, but also in case, in some cases, physical, mental, emotional abuse for the sake of a sport. And now we're talking about a professional women's soccer league in which there, according to the report, has been rampant abuse and misconduct. And I'm going to read this particular line from the report. Verbal and emotional abuse and sexual misconduct had become systemic, spanning multiple teams, coaches, and victims. I agree with the report that indicates the NWSL, which is women's pro soccer, is is just part of an extended sequence of leagues for youth and then high schoolers and then young women and then on up into the pros. This is a pattern that has become rampant at many levels of women's sports, girls' sports. And it's only now, and again, these these investigations are becoming more common. These storylines and these shocking revelations are becoming more common because there is strength in numbers. And there's, it's a cliche for a reason. The more women speak out, the more girls speak out about the abuse that they've suffered, the more women and girls will speak out. And so I give credit to USA Gymnastics and the number of young women and girls who finally came forward. They were identified. They spoke in court in many cases. They did interviews. They came out of a safe space to expose what was rampant abuse at many levels and layers of gymnastics that had gone on for years, ultimately resulting in some very public criminal charges and Larry Nasser, the monster going away for life. But it wasn't just him. It was the those schools in the case of Michigan State and those officials in the case of USA Gymnastics that enabled him to have uh, continued access to the gymnasts, even when they would make complaints, even when they would speak up, they were either silenced because of the fear of retaliation or the fear of losing their opportunities with USA Gymnastics, or they were ignored, flat out ignored. 
And so because of USA Gymnastics and because of the very high-profile gymnasts who were willing to speak publicly about the abuse and about the trauma, we're now going to have more women and girls who participate in sports who've been victims of abuse feeling empowered to come forward. And that is so, so important. Think of it as the Me Too movement, but in sports, right? The more women that would come out and would speak up about sexual harassment and discrimination that they experienced at the hands of employers or coworkers, even exposing very high-profile members of their corporations or in the case of media, athletes and, and media personalities, the more that people, women, spoke out, the more women were going to speak out. And so that's really about being empowered and feeling like you're not alone. It's easier when you're not standing all by yourself. I mean, it, it happened with the Deshaun Watson situation too. One woman had the courage to speak out and then more women, more women came forward because they realized, hey, it's not just me. I'm not alone. And so this report that was investigating claims of abuse in women's pro soccer actually notes that this is a culture in women's soccer that starts in the youth leagues, which if you don't care about women's professional athletes, pro soccer players, at least care about the fact that this is also taking place with young girls. It's also taking place at the base level where youth soccer players are subjected to verbally abusive coaches and also in some cases in the most extreme cases you've got sexual misconduct and sexual abuse there was actually um, one woman who agreed to be identified she played in Louisville and she spoke publicly about the abuse that she suffered at the hands of her manager, and he was fired. But the report goes into the details, which are sickening. So I'm not going to share them on the show. If you want to know the details, you can easily read them in any of the stories that is now uh, posted on the internet or in the report itself. But essentially, this player was called in for a film session and the coach, the manager, excuse me, told her that for every mistake she made, he was going to touch her. Just sick. It makes me want to throw up. And I know sometimes it's hard for people to understand how athletes could let this happen, right? How could they stand there and take it? How could they allow themselves to be abused? But remember that when you're in a position of needing this manager or this coach or uh, an official to keep your career going, they stand in the way of you and your your dreams, your goals in your sport or in your industry. I mean, I've never suffered physical sexual abuse, but I was certainly harassed and discriminated against and in many cases in many cases chose to stay silent because I recognized that that man could get me fired or that man could stop 
using me on the air or stop calling me to work. And I knew I was the one that would lose if I spoke up. Thankfully, it's not that way anymore for for most people. But there are a lot of women who don't want to speak up because they worry about retaliation. In the case of sports, that's a major part of the problem, right, is that you could get kicked off a team. You could have your contract not renewed. You you know, the, the, people can spread the word about you and say things about you that aren't true. And all of a sudden, um, you've been blackballed from your particular league. And so he was fired, though the team never really indicated why he was fired. But now this soccer player is speaking out. Um, and she's not the only one. Um, you know, the, the fact that this is a common problem in women's soccer sexual misconduct and it's not just verbal it's in many cases physical sexual misconduct and the different abuses whether it be verbal whether it be emotional those are not okay those things are not okay and this report is explosive and it's heartbreaking and it's just the next problem for the U.S. Soccer Federation to address um, going back to their fight with women's soccer about equal pay and equal uh, resources. Well, now here they have this investigation and the findings that come out. And uh, it just, it's, gosh, it's it's certainly important that the abuse is uncovered. But at the same time, it it just, it's unbelievable that it's taken this long. It's unbelievable that USA Gymnastics allowed so many girls and young women to be abused. And now here it's been happening in soccer and, and does still happen at various levels of soccer. Cindy Parlow-Cohn is the president of the U.S. Soccer Federation, and she reacted after seeing the report. Investigations findings are heartbreaking, infuriating, and deeply troubling. The misconduct and abuse is entirely inexcusable and has no place in soccer on or off the field. Um, I think this report makes it clear that we need to make systemic changes at every level of our game. The gravity of these issues requires not us to just simply turn the page. We can and we must use this report as a galvanizing moment for forward progress. Agreed. And like I said, the fact that there was this really this kind of pulling back of the curtain on USA Gymnastics and now it's happening uh, in in soccer as well is, again, going to be empowering for others who will speak out. And and really, there are so many other allegations and so many other uh, stories that will just, they're just crushing. They'll just break your heart if you have a heart. Um, but the types of coercion that I'm talking about where a manager or a coach is standing in between his players and what they want or his players and you know th their ability to continue their careers but it's not just that that they could physically lose their careers it's also having to show up to work feeling like you know you have to walk on eggshells or having to show up for your games and feeling like um, if you don't go along with what your manager or coaches say um, that you know that you're going to be out or you're going to lose your playing time and all those types of things and you know whether it's tirades 
um, manipulation by power and authority figures, um, retaliation uh, for those who attempt to come forward. All of those are ways um, that, and it's not just women, but we're talking about female athletes here, that athletes have been kept silent or have been forced to suck it up, so to speak. And that's not okay. It's not okay for girls and boys. It's not okay for young women and men. And it's not okay for grownups either. Um, Again, even though I know sometimes it's hard for people to understand why they wouldn't just remove themselves from the situation. But when you think about someone who's holding the keys to, to what you want most, which is a career in pro sports, then you think, okay, I'll just, I'll suffer. I'll suffer in silence. I'll suck it up. I'll do what I need to do. Um, but it's not okay. I mean, these are crimes that are being committed against other humans. So if you're interested, or even if you're not, you just want to be informed, maybe check out some of the articles that are online. And I'm glad that U.S. soccer is is part of this. It was their investigation because maybe that pre- prevents it from happening at the national level, um, which of course has has you know under 21 and under 16 and blah blah blah. Like they've got layers of of national team programs for younger girls and and for young women too. So it's important that it's it's prevented at the ground level all the way up through uh, the pro level. But not ever comfortable to talk about. I just know that it's really important that people understand what's been happening for years and that these are really critical steps to make sure that it's cleaned up um, at the very basic level in, in women's sports and in men's sports. It's not okay there either. You can find me on Twitter, ALaw Radio, to connect with you always. I'm running way late, but this is important. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. It's a touchdown Tuesday on After Hours. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. Touchdown. One man to beat ten. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Hey, the guy missed. He's inside the five. He's to the three to one. Tom Stubbs. Southern into the end zone. Touchdown. To cast your vote for the TD of the week, head to at After Hours CBS on Twitter or give us a call at 855-212-4227. 
The Kansas City Chiefs. At the two, they fake the trap. Now Mahomes scrambling to his right, holding it, holding it, gets off the hit, now lunging forward, and now fires it late, caught at the back of the end zone! Clyde Edwards-Hilaire! Mahomes with the touchdown pass! His second touchdown pass of this game, the 161st of his career. That is the most touchdown passes by any NFL quarterback in history in their first 67 games. The Buffalo Bills. Second and three. Bills at the Ravens 11-yard line. They show blitz again. Josh takes the snap. Back to throw. Now he's going to run it around the left side. First down yardage inside the five. Headed towards the end zone. Is he in? Yes. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen around the left side. Touchdown. An 11-yard run for the Buffalo quarterback. What a play. The Las Vegas Raiders. Four seconds on the play clock. Cars under center. Hands it off to Jacobs. First through the middle. Cuts back at the five. Carries the defender. Touchdown, Raiders! Jacobs tosses it into the stands. And he might have just sealed Las Vegas' first win of the year. The New York Jets. Inside the two. Wilson takes the snap. Handoff. Hall up the middle. Extra effort at the goal line. The ball popped out. He might have lost it at the goal line. The Jets think he got across the goal line. The runner broke the plane of the goal line. Therefore, by rule, that is a touchdown. The Jets have a touchdown. Brees Hall did indeed break the plane before the ball popped out. When was the last time we had a candidate from the New York Jets for TD of the week? Oh, week two. Oh, well, see... That's what I get for being snarky. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. In fact, those snarky uh, snarky Jets were the ones that eliminated us from the office survivor pool. So I guess I should have remembered that. Bob was shoes in, nearly losing his voice on that game-winning touchdown that happened in the final 15 seconds against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so the Jets get their second dramatic win. Before that, Josh Jacobs on the Raiders radio network with Jason Horowitz as he has a monster day and the Raiders are able to dominate the ball in the time of possession against the Broncos. Josh Allen ties the game between the Bills and the Ravens with his 11-yard touchdown run. And, of course, they were then able to win with a late field goal. But the fact that they came all the way back from 17 points down to tie the game at 20 was pretty dramatic in and of itself. Bills Mafia alive and well. John Murphy on Bills Radio. And then, of course, Patrick Mahomes, the spin move to gawk at. Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio. This was uh, quite the acrobatic feat, but are we now just expecting it with Patrick Mahomes? He runs to the right to elude pressure. He gets along the sidelines. He spins out of the grasp of a would-be tackler uh, left in the dust, and then a combination jump pass and push pass. Mahomes magic! To Clyde Edwards a layer in the back of the end zone. It's the most awkward thing you'll ever see. And yet, because it's Mahomes, it's definitely magic. So the poll is up on Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on our Facebook page. You can vote for the TD of the week After Hours style. And I do love that. Producer Jay found enough room uh, in one of the options because sometimes they limit the number of characters that you can use. But Mahomes with the spinorama. I don't know how you can vote for anything else when it's spinorama. So it's spinorama. 
but you don't give fun little titles to all the other ones. I try. There's only allowed 25 characters, and it's really annoying. But, but somehow you fit Spinorama. I fit Spinorama because that's was the best description of that touchdown. Definitely was a push pass. It doesn't sound nearly as much fun as Spinorama spinning like a top. Yeah, so you can vote on Twitter or on Facebook, and uh, we'll reveal your choice for the After Hours TD of the Week coming up during the Hump Show. All right, our phone number is 855-212-4227. We will hit QB News. Uh, there isn't any from the, the Spinorama master, unfortunately, but the guy who was on the opposite side of the field who lost in that game between the Chiefs and the Bucks, we'll hear from Tom Brady about exactly what in the heck is wrong with the Bucks offense. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Hurry back to... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And it is. Is it tossed? Oh my goodness, it's tossed. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. Back from under center. Steps back. Throws the fade. Cooper Cup's got it. Touchdown, LA. Burrow back to throw. Looking. Firing deep for Chase in the end zone. He's got it. Touchdown. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Mahomes fires for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. And off to Hector again. No, Herbert keeps it. End zone. Touchdown. Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap. Josh going to keep it himself and run it again inside the five. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run. The Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours. Always, always QB News. Assorted varieties, assorted headlines and topics, and assorted sources, actually. More and more of these guys have podcasts. You know what I just found out this weekend, Producer Jay? Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey have a podcast. Well, I needed that in my life. How did I last this long without knowing the Kelsey brothers had a podcast? Yeah, I didn't know that either. That's... It just sounds about right. From but. now on, we need to assume that everyone has a podcast so that we, because uh, they've become a major source material for a lot of our stuff here on the show. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. 
Jimmy Garoppolo, 16 of 27, 239 yards, a touchdown pass to Debo Samuel on Monday night. No sacks, which is critical. He says his shoulder is holding up. He looked pretty uh, pretty efficient throwing the ball, had some zip on it, though he was off target on a few. But most importantly, the Niners beat the Rams in the Bay Area. It's always nice to beat these guys division game and just, uh, I don't know, every time we play the Rams, it's a dogfight. It always is. And always usually comes down to you know the last couple minutes and I think Huff made a huge play for us at the end there to kind of seal it for us when you go through a tough week like that it makes for you know makes this feel a lot better at the end so we've been in this situation before you know just uh there's it's a roller coaster this season and you just gotta ride the highs and lows and kind of stay right in the middle as much as you can and you know that's how that's how you get success in the end referring to Huff Hufanga Fanga, love that name. I just want to say it over and over anyway because it's fun. Uh, but he had the pick six after a missed field goal. Uh, did I say Hufanga? Should I say Hufanga? Hufanga? We, we need Kevin Harlan to yell it out. Anyway, uh, he had the pick six, and that was a huge play for the Niners. But right after that, they were able to recover a fumble. And so the defense with the seven sacks of Matthew Stafford, the two takeaways, um, it was a rough day for the Rams offense, managing just three field goals, and Stafford knows it. We knew it was going to be a battle. Um, you know, we weren't, we weren't good enough, you know, myself, and, you know, first and foremost in the red zone, had some opportunities to put some points up and, and didn't, uh, didn't get touchdowns there, and that's, you know, probably the difference in the game. You know, we can execute better, um, whether it's throwing a catch in or, or just assignment-wise, so um, a lot to clean up. Proud of the way we fought. Um, give them a lot of credit. It's a good football team, but uh, like you said, one possession game, you know, we make a critical error there, and they, they capitalize on it, and, and that was that. I mean, it was a one-possession game. He makes a good point, but the Rams just had no traction on offense. They only managed 257 yards. There was the pick six that he describes as the critical mistake. And then the Rams were 0-3 in the red zone. So it's kind of a mess all around for them. They didn't get a whole lot going ever, even though Cooper Cup had a lot of yards himself. Maybe half of the Rams yardage. It's picked up a funga at the 50. Funga. I was right the first time. Always go with your first answer. It's after hours from Monday Night Football. And now the best of the rest. The rest of the best. That works too. Tom Brady on his Let's Go podcast on Monday on Sirius XM, NFL Radio, and Mad Dog Radio. And he's pretty open about how the Buccaneers are struggling right now on offense. It's pretty challenging, and we put ourselves in that position now for the first four weeks of the season. We've basically been behind in every game, which forces you to be one-dimensional offensively and allows the other team to be multidimensional. And uh, when you play against a good team like the Chiefs, who have a great quarterback, and, you know, they're playing the style of play they want to play, you know, it just is not the way that you want to play good teams. And, um, you know, we're going to have to figure out how to be better on third down on both sides of the ball. We've got to eliminate turnovers and get turnovers offensively and defensively. We've got to continue to improve on special teams. And, you know, we got to learn from our mistakes. That's what football season's all about. We definitely have not played very good football the first four weeks. Hopefully we can turn it around here and find our rhythm and, and get better, make improvements, get to practice, and make the improvements we need to make in order for us to reach our potential. So it's a long season. We're 2-2. Two and two. It's certainly not where we want to be. But 
if we want to do something about it, we got to get our ass out there and do a better job. <laughs> the Bucks and Falcons are tied as the leaders in the NFC South at two and two, and the Panthers and the Saints are a game behind at one and three. So yes, he makes a good point. It's a long road. However, you know he's not a huge fan of of scuffles on offense, and he gets very frustrated, very passionate. Though I appreciate he's not going to make any kind of excuses. You know, we haven't found a rhythm on offense. We've got so many guys in and out of the lineup. It just, it's not an excuse. It's the reality. And every team is dealing with that. There's so few teams that are 4-0. There's only one team 4-0. Most teams are 1-3, 2-2, and 2, or 3-1. So we're one of those teams. We're right in the middle of the pack. We've been very average to this point, and we got to be a lot better going forward because – it's up to us to change it. We have a lot of ability on our team, but our ability to maximize our ability and our potential is going to come down to us. And we haven't done that to this point. There's no excuses for it. You either get it done or you don't. Mm. One of the things that jumped out to me, I mean, it was really a stark contrast uh, in that game on Sunday night, is how little they attempted to run the ball. Six carries for three yards. Now, I get it. They were trailing against the Kansas City Chiefs but to not have any type of balance between the pass and the run, it even underscores more how one-dimensional their offense is. And that's something Brady was talking about as well. It's too difficult to become one-dimensional over the course of the season. And we have not done a good job in the run game this year. We started off pretty good against Dallas, who's actually a really good defense and ran the ball really well. And against the Saints, it wasn't very good. Against the Packers, it wasn't very good and yesterday. And I think a lot of it, you know, it comes down to playing from behind where you become one-dimensional and you throw the ball so much. But at the same time, we need to be productive when we do run it. So getting ourselves in the right run play, you know, getting our guys the right angles and the right opportunities to, you know, have some confidence that we can make yards when we hand the ball off. So I think being efficient is one thing. Being explosive is another thing. You can see when you play from a lead like the Chiefs did yesterday and they have everything at their disposal – you know, you have the opportunity to run the ball a lot more. And we've got to be able to play with the lead. We've got to stop turning the ball over. We've got to get ahead. We've got to make third downs. We've got to score points. And when we get ahead, it allows you to do both. And if you do both well, you become very tough to stop on offense. Another reason to listen to podcasts, because these athletes are far more open, usually, and authentic than you'll get in a post-game press conference where he's much more tight-lipped. Uh, Brady on Let's Go with Jim Gray on Sirius XM NFL Radio. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, we know he's not in danger of losing his job as the starting quarterback, but is there another quarterback in the NFC South Division in danger of being usurped Hello. as the starter? Oh, dear. Matt Rule now fielding questions routinely about Baker Mayfield, and one of them on Monday what did you see in Baker exactly when you all made the trade for him? Baker's always been a winner. He's, you know, he's, uh, he's uh, uh, a talented guy that's, that's made plays, took the Browns to the playoffs. And for us, it was about um, bringing, bring another good player in and have great competition, you know, with, with uh, four quarterbacks, you know, two of those guys have gotten hurt along the way. Um, and, uh, you know, I think Baker would be the first to say. I'm sure when you talk to guys, guys he wants to play better. Uh, I think he also needs some guys on offense to you know make some plays for him at times. I thought uh, we had some plays early on tight end wise. I think we could have made some catches for him and helped him out. So um, you know we're we're on offense overall. You know we, we our, our execution. I mean at the end of the day when you play the way we played on defense for a long parts of that game, you know we just need the offense to 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 kind of kick in a little bit. 
I just mentioned the Panthers are one in three. Baker has four touchdowns, three interceptions. His completion percentage on Sunday was above 61. But overall, his completion rate is 54.7%. That is, well, it's not good. You don't need me to tell you that. Stop it. You don't need me to tell you that. Uh, It's just been a mess, even with Christian McCaffrey. And they just wasted another 100-yard game from CMC. So, Coach, will you continue with Baker as QB1? I think Baker's our quarterback. You know, we have to, we I have think. to, um, you know, continue to find ways to help him and then you think? Uh, help, help the other guys. You know, um, uh, you know, Sam's uh, Sam's not cleared right now. You, you know, think? And, uh, uh, you know, we're just going to keep trying to get better. If you're Baker Mayfield, and you hear your head coach say, "I think Baker's our quarterback." What? Okay. I think Baker's our quarterback. Yeah. No, I think that that's not very. Uh, uh, it's not very substantial in terms of your vote of confidence, I think. I think Baker's our quarterback, but it might change tomorrow. Uh, the Dolphins will continue to need a backup QB because Tua is not available. This is something that uh, it's too early to give a definite um, timeline. I, I can comfortably say that he, he'll be out for this game um, against the Jets, but anything beyond that... Um, we're uh, again. We're just focused on making sure he's at optimum health, and then crossing that bridge. So it's a little early um, for definitive timelines beyond that. Mike McDaniel said that Tua was in the building on Monday, and he's continually getting evaluated. So far, uh, there's been no sensitivity to light or to noise, but certainly he's in concussion protocol and out for Week Five. I think Baker's our quarterback. It's after hours, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.